Today is Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Severe weather plus holiday travel equals potential problems. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe and leave a rating and a little comment. You know, you can say, hey, these guys are great or hey, these guys are not so great. Whatever. Just leave us a comment on the thing up there, whatever platform you're on. And you can send us our thoughts too. Quick start podcast at cbn.org. Joining me now to get through the news of the Cray, Trey Gones Phillips. Billy is off. If you heard him yesterday, you can you know why he's off. He could barely talk. So he made it through. He powered through yesterday. But Trey is here holding down the fort today. Trey, happy Tuesday. What's up? Happy Tuesday. I think it's good to spare everybody from Billy's B- yes. lack of a voice. For, yeah. And also to spare Billy because he needs to get his voice back. <laughs> yeah, pray for what Billy. Is- it's He's been, I swear after COVID, and I've had the same thing happen, he's just got this lingering cough cold. Yeah. It just won't go away. Yeah. And I've had the well, same thing. Like, and I used, to I, yeah, on holiday week. So pray that Billy gets better soon because this is not a, you don't want to be dealing yeah, with that sure. in the midst of the travel chaos and the, you know, you're, everybody's getting their families together. Yeah, it's a, it's a busy time anyway. So prayers for Billy that he gets better soon. But a yeah. uh, lot to cover here on this Thanksgiving week. We got a potential massive move of God happening in, of all places, Gaza. Yeah, I think this story is incredible, and it's cool to see well over 100 people, by the way, um, coming to the Lord, potentially, uh, amidst all the craziness happening there. So, yeah, it's an exciting story. Yeah, looking forward to the details there. On the main thing, Billy caught up with Bill Abbott, who's the CEO of Great American Media, did this before his voice really went downhill. So um, that is coming up on the main thing. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. A major storm system set to head on through much of the U.S. this week. This could disrupt a lot of travel plans as it's expected to be one of the busier holidays in recent years. Of course, we've had COVID a couple years ago that slowed things down. And, you know, it's taken a while for things to get back to normal. But this holiday is expected to be extremely busy. The issues are going to start this morning in the southeast where there's severe thunderstorm threat. It's going through southern Alabama, the Florida Panhandle. Those storms could have massive wind gusts and perhaps even tornadoes. You've got heavy rains going throughout today, and it'll spread into parts of the mid-Atlantic, which is where my area, which is always fun to try to travel when the weather's bad. People can barely drive when the weather's good. You make the weather bad and things go really downhill. So be safe out there as you've got these storm systems uh, heading through much of the country. A Palestinian freelancer working for NBC News was arrested in Israel on suspicion of inciting terror and identifying with a terror organization, according to local reports there. And the U.S. Army is mailing instructions to former soldiers who were basically forced out of the service for refusing to get COVID-19 shots. This is basically essentially begging them to come back because they're struggling with recruiting goals. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out more stories over at cbnnews.com. Trey, this story here with the army, unbelievable. I mean, we we went we talked about this ad nauseum at the time on this podcast about these vaccine mandates and how ridiculous they are, how unconstitutional they are. 
on this podcast, we've also chronicled over the months and years the the many lawsuits that keep coming up now, which we predicted would happen. Uh, that's not constitutional. That's not going to hold up. And that's pretty much been the case. Anybody who's tried to slap these mandates on, it's really backfired. And to see the U.S. Army here trying to get back these soldiers, I know we fired you because you wouldn't get the jab, but what do you think? You say, yeah, come on back, you know, no harm, no foul. I mean, it's really something else. And hopefully the army has learned from this lesson because they people left and they were like, yeah, not doing it. And I don't know how that trust can be restored. Yeah, I think 2020 and 2021 were a good exercise in um, realizing the balance between freedom and safety and yeah. what we're willing to do. It's was alarming to me at the time. Like we talked about this all throughout, which I can't believe, by the way, Dan, that this was two years ago. Was wild. Yeah, I guess it's insane that it was that. But, but anyway, yeah, I think um, that that issue of of the walking that tightrope between safety and freedom, because the safer you are, inevitably the, the less, less free, free you are. Be. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, and I think so. One, there's that balance. But two, what's crazy is that we we were going to, we were trying to be safe. I put in air quotes um, with this vaccine that we virtually knew nothing about. And we still don't even know all that much about. Uh, but what we have learned over the years is that it's nowhere near what was promised to us. I mean, you can look at, that's not a, that's really not a bipartisan comment to nope. make. I think you can look at, at any sort of scientific review of um, the efficacy of these vaccines, whether it's Pfizer, AstraZeneca, you know, whatever. Uh, they all essentially have failed to do what they were promised to do, which was to stop the spread and to guarantee you will not get COVID. Uh, neither one of those two things ended up being remotely true. So it's wild to me that the military, any government organization was mandating this you know, with no exceptions, no wiggle room at all. And then now they're coming groveling back saying, we were actually wrong. Like, yeah. yeah, we knew you were wrong. We've known you were wrong for two and a half years. Right. And the fact that the government brazenly through the CDC and, and Fauci and everyone else said that promising that it stopped the spread. If you got the vaccine, it stopped the spread. President Biden said it was a vaccine of the or it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yeah. And basically insinuating that if you and I remember the pressure as someone who actually didn't end up getting the vaccine because I just didn't think in my age and health range I needed it. Um, you know, it just you felt that pressure about get not getting it. Even some Christian groups were saying how it was unloving to to not get the vaccine because you were harming other people. Well, it turns out none of that was true. And so not only did they push something that is really unethical to force somebody to put something in their body, they did it based on a lie. And I'm yeah. still waiting for the apologies. I don't see it from a lot of people, including Christians, Christian leaders, who tried to shame people for not getting the vaccine. Well, because I think, yeah, if you look at anything from middle age, so I'm thinking like, I don't know, 40s and down, uh, or maybe even 50 and down, you know, whatever, uh, it, at best, the vaccine does nothing. Right. Like it does absolutely nothing. Uh, at worst, uh, it can cause all kinds of different issues. I know myocarditis, uh, right. inflammation in the heart is is a particularly uh, serious issue for males. I think the age range was what, like 
30s, right? 30s to 40s, I think is where they were were saying that that was a possibility. So uh, at the best, in the best case scenario, the vaccine did absolutely nothing. And in the worst case scenario, it could cause heart problems. And then like looking back and realizing that even you know, we didn't have all of that information, but yeah, so many people pressuring other people to get this vaccine without any sort of consideration as to their personal health makeup. Like, I don't know. It just seems to me that it's a vaccine. It's a, or it's a, it's something you're injecting into your body. Why should that not be, that should be completely up to you, your individual choice. There should be no social pressure or stigma about whether you decide to put in a foreign medicine into your body or not. Yeah. Uh, That's where we were as a culture. Well, yeah. And that is, that was the disturbing, I think, switch because the CDC was always just, Hey, the CDC is recommending it. Okay. I'll take a look at that. And somehow that morphed into whatever the CDC says, we absolutely have to do and enforce it. That's not a good recipe for any society to have a government agency forcing, you know, enforcing health decisions. And it not only did it make people not take away a choice for their what they could put in their own body and not put in their own body. It also harmed a lot of businesses that went out of business because they couldn't just choose to go. And if if this sort of thing happens again in the future, the if we don't go down the road of the CDC recommends X, Y, and Z, and then let society be society, it will be a massive, massive failure. And I actually think you'll see a much bigger revolt uh, another time around. I, I don't think you're going to be able to see the government get away with pushing regulations. I think they took advantage of people who were trying to be goodwilled and trying to tackle this thing. And uh, they took advantage of it and tried to control us. And I don't think that's going to happen again. Yeah. No, well, not to mention all the trust that's been eroded because of their behavior throughout all. I mean, yes, the, FBA, the lies, the CDC. blatant, incorrect misinformation while they were punishing everyone else for, quote unquote, misinformation. Yeah. Which is a scary thing, because should they give us actually reliable useful information, there's no telling how many people are actually going to be willing to trust them again. I I don't think it's going to be a majority. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right. Well, we got to move on here um, on in the interest of time. And we're going to head over to the focus story now. And we've got this move of God that we mentioned at the top potentially happening here in Gaza. We've got reports of this coming out. Trey, what's going on here? Yeah, so this is a much more encouraging story than than what we talked about a few minutes ago. But yeah, yeah, so more than 200 Muslims in Gaza have reportedly asked about following Jesus, asked different ministry leaders there on the ground, uh, asked about following Jesus after meeting him in dreams, which we've talked about this before. Uh, In a lot of Middle Eastern cultures, this is the way that the Lord chooses to reveal himself. The Holy Spirit chooses to reveal the gospel to so many Muslims. Muslims or Middle Eastern people who grew up in an Islamic culture through dreams, because that's a, that's a hallmark of their culture. That's something that's talked about, that's practiced, that's, uh, you know, that, like the Jewish people have an oral history. There's a lot of that in Muslim culture, but there's also a lot of, they put a lot of credence on dreams. So I just think setting aside the story, it's really cool to see the ways that the Lord uh, will uh, pursue us. And, and he, he, he tailors it to 
what we need and and he knows what our hearts are desperate for um so to know that that there are people in these cultures who are obviously desperate for jesus but they're receptive to meeting him through dreams uh, that he's chosen to reveal himself through dreams i think is uh, is pretty mm. powerful so yeah so far according to this article actually on cbnnews.com so you can get all the details there um 200 Muslims have come to Christ uh, based on work of a Christian professor there in in, uh, in Gaza, in the Middle East. So who is this professor, and is anyone else leading this ministry? I mean, how is this going down here? Yeah, it's really fascinating. He actually just posted this on his social media. It was about a week ago. He's a professor, and he's the president of Risen Jesus, Inc. His name is Michael, Michael Lincona. Uh, he said that he's received a report from underground Christian ministries there in Palestine. So his ministry has collaborated. He's not physically there, but his ministry here in the U.S. has collaborated with other ministries that are in Palestine, around Israel, you know, just in that area, uh, and they have been reporting back to him and his organization uh, these incredible, miraculous conversations that are taking place. He wrote in a Facebook post, God is working in the midst of war. He said, over the past two days, we've ministered to hundreds of fathers who have lost most, if not all, of their children in the war. As we moved these men to safety, we fed them, washed their clothes, and began to read the Bible to them, sharing the way of peace through Jesus. Then a big miracle happened. He said, last night, Jesus appeared to more than 200 of them in dreams. They've come back to us to learn more about God's word and are asking how to follow Jesus. So yeah, not only is it all of these people having dreams about the gospel, but it happened in one night and it was 200 plus who came back over the, the next few days and said, I had this dream on this night and they all had the same or, you know, a, a, a similar version. Version, uh, of this dream about the gospel all on the same night, which I think is just is pretty profound. Yeah, it really is. And what have we heard from any of those who did convert what they've said? Yeah, so I don't, this this is not from somebody who very recently converted, at least not in this ministry. This is actually a comment uh, on the CBN News article from a former Muslim who turned Christian. He's now an apologist. His name is Nabil Qureshi. Uh, he had a similar conversion himself, but he said, uh, Mike Lincona was instrumental in my journey out of Islam and to Christ. He said, while I was a Muslim college student, Mike invited me to his home regularly to discuss to, the, to discuss the historicity of Jesus's death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. He said, the evidence that Mike presented to me was so compelling, it formed the keystone of my conversion. And since then, I've seen his work so powerfully impact thousands with historical evidence of the Christian faith. So really, he's just saying, you know, it was, I had a similar conversion and happened under Mike's ministry as well. So he just is, is kind of backing up and saying like, this guy is legit. The work that he's doing uh, is important and it is, you know, it's genuine. It's making an impact because I was a former Muslim and I'm now a Christian because of the way Christ worked through him and his ministry. So uh, very cool to see one that, over 200 people have come to Christ over the last several days in the midst of a really, really difficult and dark situation there uh, in the Middle East. But two, the longevity of this ministry, right, that it's continuing to to bear fruit over the years is, is really cool. Yeah. And Nabil Qureshi obviously passed away back in 2017. Yeah. But is yeah. What- this is, yeah. I should have said that. This is, yeah. he, yeah, he's, he's no longer alive, but he came to Christ through this same ministry. 
Yeah, that's great. I mean, and Nabil is was a powerful, powerful voice. His testimony yeah. is incredible, and he was a great man, great man of faith. So really cool to see, like you said, that legacy uh, of that continuing. And I mean, I just wonder. I mean, can you? I would. I just hope some of this stuff's on video somewhere that we eventually get to see. I mean, this is just incredible. I mean, if you've seen any of the scenes happening in Gaza right now, and it's just insane gaza is getting absolutely flattened at least northern gaza while mm -hmm. israel pursues hamas and so for, for god to be working in the midst of that it's truly remarkable and i hope we get more details on that in the in the months and years ahead yeah for sure and joel rosenberg is somebody that we've talked to a lot he's a new york times best-selling author cbn digital we've done several interviews with him about this and he uh, actually spoke recently with uh, with us about this and he said it is a terrible situation obviously for the the people in israel but he said for specifically for the christians in gaza he said everybody in gaza wants to be out of gaza right now yeah. and we should note that the the number of christians in gaza is very very small mm -hmm. um just because it's not really a safe place for Christians to be, uh, but they are nevertheless there. So the these efforts to obviously lead people to Christ are important, but also the efforts to protect Christians who are in Gaza and also, of course, Christians who are in Israel and getting them to safe places has been uh, a difficult a difficult thing to do. But it's work that's continuing to be done, and it's it's important as believers that we're aware of that so that we can be prayerful for the body of Christ over in the, in those areas. Absolutely. No doubt about it. 100% be praying fervently for those in that area and for God's glory to be made known and, and his name to be made great in the midst of all of that. Trey, thanks for bringing that one to the podcast today. All right. We are going to head over to the main thing now. Bill Abbott, CEO of Great American Media. He's at the forefront of faith and family-friendly entertainment. Well, Billy Hallowell, here of the Quick Start Podcast, caught up with the other Bill, Bill Abbott, today to discuss why Hollywood has traditionally overlooked faith content and why his network matters and more. That's today's main thing. Bill, you've been at the forefront of creating, you know, faith and family-friendly content now for quite some time. How did you, how did you come into this genre? Well, uh, Billy, I was uh, very blessed in that at the start of my career, uh, I was fortunate enough to work with uh, the Christian Broadcasting Network and the Family Channel, which uh, was a great experience. And I ran research there uh, for a couple of years and then ultimately moved into sales and really worked with some people who were so passionate about faith and family television. And I learned not only about that marketplace and about what resonates with the audience, but certainly about the importance of it. And, uh, you know, still the best CEO I ever worked for was Tim Robertson, who was uh, running uh, the Family Channel at the time. And through that experience, uh, I really became passionate about the, the space. And ultimately, you know, there have been a couple of places that I've been that have kind of deviated from that. And I've had to move on and go someplace that was more in line with my values and what I thought the audience really wanted to see. So when uh, Family Channel got sold to Fox and then uh, Hallmark ultimately uh, made some changes, I ended up uh, here at uh, starting Great American Media. And it's been a great journey and we've had a lot of success so far. Yeah, you have. And you really know the audience. And I think that's the key, because when you when you sort of look at what 
has gone on in media. It's so interesting. Your company comes at a time when there's there are so many, there are millions of people who are craving this sort of content. And yet for a long time, even though that audience has been there, it's really been very underserved. Why do you think that is? Why do you think for so long, you know, companies bent on making money because that's what you want to do when you're a company, they've sort of ignored or sort of downplayed this audience? Yeah, and it's because, uh, you know, quite frankly, the coastal elites uh, have a different sensibility and uh, there isn't, you know, what is rewarded in Hollywood is being shocking and being uh, pushing the envelope as far as possible. That's how you get your next job at one of the streamers or how you win awards. Uh, and so uh, that's where the emphasis is. And unfortunately, there's, I think, the majority of the country is looking for something quite different. And you look at it, the award show ratings, for example, and how far down they have been over the years. And it's because they've totally gone off the rails in terms of what uh, the offering is, and it's out of touch with the sensibility of the majority of the country. So, you know, at the end of the day, we are uh, very focused on that here at Great American Media. It's a privilege to serve the audience that is so uh, much longing for this content and deserves this, this type of content. Yeah, it's amazing. I know every year Movie Guide puts out their analysis of all the movies and how they performed. And it always blows me away when you look at the the movies that have brought in the most money and the shows that perform the best on TV, more often than not, they're faith or family friendly, more often than not, um, content. And you think, well, gosh, if that's what's making the money, and I think you just highlighted, obviously, the award shows, those other things that people are looking for. But yet the most successful content, again, comes in this vein. And you started to speak to this just a moment ago. But when it comes to Great American Media, Great American Family, Great American Pure Flix being part of that, what is what is the big mission? What are you hoping to accomplish? So we want to be that quality go-to destination that viewers think of when they're looking for faith and family content. And, you know, we're well on our way uh, to doing that. And you know, we, uh, we just, we, we, the, I think that the space, both the faith space and the family space get uh, painted with the same brush of being content that isn't very sophisticated and is, and, uh, you know, is, uh, follows typical storylines. And uh, A, I don't think that's true. And B, certainly uh, we want to uh, uh, produce some high amount of content that's quality, that's affordable, that's uh, sustainable over time, and for our brand to be the leader in that category. Yeah. And, you know, it is interesting because I'll often say, I'll hear these critiques and I'll say, well, it's not as though, and I don't, I agree with you. I don't think those critiques are true or fair, but even if it were true, it's, it's interesting because it's not as though everything else coming out of Hollywood is is meeting this standard that's so amazing. To me, a lot of the critiques, they also apply to things that are actually happening in mainstream content that's not as well done. And they they get sort of a pass on that. Um, but but you know, when when I look at just the fact that you are center here creating this content. And you know there's such an audience for it, as we've established here. What is it like being the person who's really making those decisions that's bringing content that edifies, inspires, and entertains people? What What is that? I mean, it's a big responsibility, but what is it like getting to do that? Well, it is a big responsibility, and, for, and, and I'm blessed to have an unbelievable team 
you know, led by Countess Karen Beret, who's our chief creative officer, and is uh, in, as in touch with this audience as anybody, uh, and and certainly knows the sensibilities of what resonates and what doesn't. And then, you know, we have a team of executives who is just they're very strong, very committed, and very dedicated to never wavering, never compromising and always focusing on quality within this space. And that's really what it takes. It's people can't have their own agendas. It can't be about what they like. It's about what the audience likes. And uh, so, you know, it's a lot of pressure, frankly, you know, because we, we uh, really want more than anything to be a bright light in the world, to positively impact the culture, to be that place that people can come home to and watch and just feel good and life's hard enough and there are days when you just you need a break and you know we get countless letters and emails from people who are just so grateful that we're providing that that uh that oasis uh and and so you know that that's a lot of pressure but certainly we love doing it too All right, Billy, thanks for bringing that interview there. Always great to see someone putting a little bit of light into the darkness. That was our verse yesterday. Talk about living in the light and um, removing the darkness from us. And that that includes the things that you're consuming. And the more darkness you consume, the more it's going to impact you negatively. So look, be seeking out things that reflect the light. So good interview there. All right, that's going to leave us with time on the pod here for one last thing, we're going to take a quick look at 2 Thessalonians 3.5. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's such an important reminder uh, that because Scripture also tells us how fickle our hearts are and we're, we're yeah. prone to deception. We are. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, keeping our hearts fixed on the love of God and, and remaining steadfastly faithful to Christ is... Uh, that's the foundation of everything. Yeah. I mean, look, if if you're, you're just a clanging symbol, if you don't have any love, and I think as we debate things, which is good and right and true, hey, let's let's debate this stuff. Let's, let's stand up for the truth. But if we're not doing it also with love and loving our neighbors as we would love ourselves, then we're, we're missing the mark. So it's a difficult thing to balance just right, but we got to try. So with the Lord's help, we can do that. All right. God bless. Lord willing, and that creek don't rise. We'll return tomorrow. See you then.